0: Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Eggs aren't a dime a dozen, but they aren't exactly in short supply either. It's difficult to imagine fighting a war over an egg, right? But this is exactly what happened in the Great Farallon's Egg War of 1863, a time when people went to, if you'll pardon me, great extremes to secure eggs. They weren't fighting over ordinary chicken eggs, though. We're talking about the eggs of the common myrrh, a penguin-like bird that nests on rocky cliffs and spends its winters at sea. During its breeding season, which runs from May to July, the birds lay spotted, pointy eggs about twice as big as a chicken egg, the blotchy patterns make it easier for the birds to identify their eggs among the thousands that dot the rocks, while the pointed design makes it more likely that the egg will spin in a circle if it rolls out of the nest, rather than falling into the sea. And it just so happens that about 200 years ago, the common mer's favorite egg-laying perch in the lower 48 was just off the coast of San Francisco. The Farallon's islands are a series of small outcroppings of jagged granite upshoots about 27 miles or 43 kilometers from San Francisco's coastline. The birds land by the thousands on the islands, nesting wing to wing and dotting the landscape with egg after egg. When the California gold rush overburdened then-tiny San Francisco with a largely unsupervised milieu of hungry miners and profit-hungry businesses, the area's common mers numbered into the tens of thousands, perhaps into the millions, and their eggs were ripe for the picking. Six men decided to profit from the birds' efforts. In 1851, they sailed to the islands and claimed ownership, complete with company shares. But it wasn't easy to gather the eggs. They had to climb steep cliffs, slick with sea spray. The highest peak is Tower Hill, a 348-foot jagged rise of marble while being swarmed by myrrhs and many other seabirds that call the island's home. Still, they persevered, and the egg company began making a sizable profit selling the freely collected common myrrh eggs to San Francisco bakers. For the article this episode is based on, the author spoke with Jerry McChesney, manager of the Fallaron National Wildlife Refuge and its Common Myrrh program. He said, Common myrrh eggs were an incredibly abundant resource at a time when San Francisco was overwhelmed by people flooding in. San Francisco not only lacked the infrastructure it needed, but there were no chicken farms to supply such a great need. By the early 1860s, the egg company had some serious competition. Its hold on the islands was tentative at best. Four years earlier, U.S. President James Buchanan solidified the federal government's own claim to the land for a lighthouse. And then, on a summer day in 1863, 27 armed Challengers sailed towards the island. When their three boats attempted to land, the Egg Company foreman warned them off, but the interlopers declared that they intended to land in spite of hell. What came next? The Egg Company owners opened fire, and when the Challengers fired back, one of the Egg Company men was killed. The egg company men then fired on and wounded five of the men in boats, who, after 20 minutes of warfare, sailed back to home base. One of the injured men died a few days later. The post-Gold Rush tension, although not as dramatic, continued for years until commercial egging was banned in 1896, after the California Academy of Scientists successfully lobbied for its end. In the late 1960s, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service began managing the islands and protecting common myrrh breeding areas. Even so, the consequences of commercial egging were devastating to the bird population and still echo today. There are now about 300,000 common myrrh that travel to the islands for nesting season, still fewer than it had before the gold rush more than a century and a half ago. McChesney said of the birds, it's something I never get tired of watching. The islands themselves are beautiful, rugged, and otherworldly. But to be out there during the peak of the breeding season, it's a spectacle to behold. Today's episode is based on the article, Ridiculous History, 150 Years Ago, Men Killed for the Eggs of These Birds, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Laurie L. Dove. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with How Stuff Works and is produced by Tyler Klein. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design.